Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Rock and Talk with Dak. Today we have a tune talk for you. We're going to listen to and talk about Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Stay tuned. Hello friends and family. I hope you're all doing well and have had a wonderful week. Making sure that you're all staying uh, healthy and staying safe out there still. Uh, Let's just dive right on into this thing. I'm willing to bet that most, if not all of you, have at least heard of Oasis or one of their songs. And they have quite a few hits. It could be Supersonic from their first album, but probably better known are their hits like Wonderwall and especially the epic that is Champagne Supernova. And those last two songs, they come from their sophomore album, What's the Story, Morning Glory, from, I believe, it was released in 1995. Now, later this year, I'm going to be doing an entire album review uh, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of of it. Um, I think it's October 2nd, if I remember correct, so make sure to stay tuned for that later on down the road. But today, we're going to just listen to one song from the album. It's track four, Don't Look Back in Anger, and I don't want to give anything away. I'm, not gonna, I'm trying not to talk about it before, so we're just going to kind of jump right on in and let's not spoil it, so here we go.
that was Don't Look Back in Anger. To me, this song maybe not bleeds isn't the right word, but there is that hint of the Beatles in there. Um, and, and it happens right there in the beginning notes on that piano. The whole song, you know, the last 30 seconds when, when the tempo slows down a little bit, it's just the singing and get that little bit of a tambourine and the strings. And then obviously the piano right there in the beginning, it's very anthemic and very much in the vein of the Beatles. But I think even more specifically, I think of Imagine by John Lennon, those opening notes on the piano. Um, and speaking of John Lennon, actually, um, actually, I think it's probably this part that probably had a huge influence on the sound of the album. Um, so going to John Lennon, believe it or not, some of the lyrics are actually taken from notes that Lennon had written during his solo period after the Beatles. Um, and the story of what I found, Noel, who's actually the singer, and I'll get to that later on the song, he somehow got his hands on some of these notes and some of these items that were actually taken from Lennon's uh, apartment in New York after his passing, going through auctions over you know that following decade in the 80s. And he wound up getting some of these lyrics and some of these notes. So you know, there was an interview I was uh, reading, and he's like, yeah, I found some of these notes. And it's like, ooh, that's a really nice line. I'll take that, thank you. And I, like I said, I think the lyrics that that he took from Lennon, I think definitely had a huge impact on the sound of the song, and in particular on the album. I mean, if you listen to the album as a whole, and obviously come October, we'll talk about that more. But it's very, there's quite a few anthemic things in there, and definitely Britpop for sure. Um, but some of those that definitely harken back to the days of the Beatles. And, you know, even more more inspiration, I think, you know, when I think of some of those kinds of lyrics, I think of not just the Beatles, but also U2, Bono's heavily influenced by kind of those, I, I guess, big idea kind of uh, lyrics. Um, but in terms of what the lyrics are actually about, looking at it and what I think about it, it's, it's about the past. Um, ly lyrics are about the past and the sounds that little hit, hit of nostalgia but it's about all the things that you didn't do and those things that you may regret. But I think that the message is to not let that drag you down. It's not to live in the past. Instead, Noel argues that you need to forge ahead, be a new you, learn from your past mistakes, and don't look back in anger. And speaking of Noel, um, so the entire album is sung by, by Liam Gallagher. And actually, for anyone who d doesn't know, um, the band's probably most famous. I mean, it's it's two brothers, Noel and Liam Gallagher, and now they like hate each other till Earth's End. <laughs> kind of a, an infamous feud. Um, so the entire album sung by Liam, but this is the only song that is sung by Noel. Getting into some parts of the music, um, kind of mentioned it before, I love the strings that are throughout the song. Again, it, it harkens back to to the Beatles, especially towards the later period of the Beatles where they started to get into that sound a little bit more. And then, of course, if anyone knows, you know, where the Beatles left off and anything about music history, um, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, uh, Jeff Lynne kind of took the idea of where the Beatles left off, and that's how he created ELO. So, you know, obviously those kind of string sounds make their way into this as well. well one thing that I'll talk about will be the last thing we discuss is the bass. And obviously, I'll talk about it a little bit more um, 
in October. Uh, but I've been playing, I think it's now six Oasis songs on Rocksmith. And it's really interesting to see how songs are constructed and start getting a feel for how these bands put these songs together and where notes go. It's really interesting to be able to actually play that now. Uh, but I was reading an interview that their bassist, uh, Paul McEwen, after he left the band in the late 90s, um, he was asked about his playing style, and he was saying how when I first started learning bass, I was really just kind of going up and down on the low string, and I guess I still kind of do that. Obviously, he doesn't play just on one string, but he, that's not very far from the truth. Um, his playing style... It's not all over the place. He does not utilize the entire fretboard of the bass. But that's something really special. And it's, you know, with that said, I mean, it's still super fun to play and it's still super fun to listen to. And, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, it does what it's supposed to do. You know, the bass is rhythm and, you know, kind of gives that lower end of uh, the sound spectrum uh, to, to keep the song going forward. But it's still super fun and I just find it really interesting that yeah not not far from the truth at all he really doesn't move a hell of a whole lot I think probably the most crazy bass playing at least the songs that I've played is definitely Champagne Supernova and rightfully so that's just kind of a big epic song and there's a little bit more movement going on um, but yeah I, I love the bass playing it's kind of simplistic but it does the job and it's not boring by any measure so I really, really enjoy that. Um, but with that, that is our Tune Talk for the day. Again, make sure to stay tuned for October 2nd is what I said. And I'm going to be doing a deep dive on the entire album. We'll go through it track by track. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. It's an album I've really, really grown to love in the short period that I've been listening to it. Um, but I'm not going to spoil anything. So we'll have to wait till October for that. So with that, thank you for joining me on Rock and Talk with Dak this week. Uh, if you liked today's episode, please make sure to comment, like, subscribe, or go out and tell a friend. It all helps get these episodes out to more music fans like yourselves. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter where I have updates and I have a song of the day posted. And as always, this presentation is made possible by listeners like you. So thank you all for your support, and we'll see you next time. And remember, mistakes are valuable lessons often learned too late. See you next time.